You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Woo! Woo! Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. We started with something different today. We wooed. Yeah, you're right. We usually yay. Yeah. I liked it. It was a little different. We include it sometimes, but we do a little yay before we start just to get, you know, get the energy up. We started with the woo today. Yeah, we never want to start it at a low point, you know? Wow, that's, um, I'm interested to see how this goes if we start with a woo. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it'll be our new lucky sound. Maybe so. Our pre-show lucky sound. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of sounds, it is raining really hard here, like disastrously, lots of boom booms. Lots of boom booms. Um, So maybe it'll be like a nice little white noise background. (laughs) Oh yes, a white noise background episode. Okay. Calming. We can give people, yeah, two iterations of calm. One yeah. through white noise, one through our voices, maybe. I don't know. People have said that our voices are calming, and that is the highest of compliments because I did not think that was going to be the case. I have to say, on the topic of this episode today, I was a little disappointed because Brett and I have kind of like taken a little break very unintentionally from watching Gilmore Girls um, just because. We haven't. Um, a break sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so um, the last episode that we watched was A Tisket, A Tasket. And Ooh. I was thinking to myself, like, in preparation for today's episode, like, what would be good episodes to watch about Luke and Jess's relationship? And one of them, right. I think, is Lost and Found. And that's when they oh, are yeah. walking through Stars Hollow looking for another place to live. We can hold hands and skip afterwards, <laughs> you know? So I was yeah. bummed because we were so close to that. And I was this close to asking him last night if he wanted to watch those episodes with me. But instead, we watched The Bachelorette, we watched Claim to Fame, and we watched Celebrity Family Feud Monday. Oh are our trash tv nights yeah so a little sacred so we couldn't but we're so close to there's the rub there's the rub does he like luke and jess we haven't really talked about it and to be fair we should have him on for his opinions at some point oh he would have such a silly goose time (laughs) y'all would love love him i mean i'm biased but he is funny he's smart he's very opinionated do you want them to date him are you selling your boyfriend (laughs) no He's a taken man. But to your point, um, or to your question, I feel like we haven't really gotten into like the nitty gritty of Jess and Luke yet because Fair. we're only on a tisket a tasket. That was the last episode You're we right. watched. So we haven't really gotten He's a only glimpse. Been there for a couple of episodes. Yeah, and it hasn't gotten deep yet. Yeah. Nor has it really been about Luke and Jess's relationship, which is kind of what we're here to talk about today. The journey of Jess and Luke yeah. and kind of where the turning points were in their relationship with each other that made Jess the only character on Gilmore Girls to have a pseudo father. Yeah, because the question that I was asking you at the end of the last episode was if Jess ever accepted Luke as a pseudo parent like you know he was his uncle but he was his guardian and Mm -hmm. like took care of him during this time and I'm still well we'll we'll get we'll get to there I have an answer but let's get into it yeah because when we first see him is in Nick and Norris and Nancy or rather we first hear of him because you know it's in the beginning the boy scouts have shown up at the diner (laughs) and Luke gets a call don't I know know it I know every word to that episode ever. (laughs) He seems really, you know, happy to talk to Liz when he's on the phone with her. He picks up the phone. It doesn't seem like when they first get on, it's like a, you know, like, what do you want sort of thing? Mm, You know, he's talking to her. Kind of. It kind of does seem like he's a little bit like, what the fuck do you want? (laughs) Yeah, but it's more of like, it seems like, you know, like your sister called. Like, what's going on? Sure. Yeah, I get that. But then it very, very quickly gets out of hand. He's like, you know what? 
just do whatever you want. It turns really quickly. You know that on the other end of the phone, Liz has just told Luke Jess did something bad. But he goes, oh man, what did you do? Excuse me? Are you serious? Just like that, huh? And like, that's kind of where we land until he gets really heated and goes, this is unbelievable. You won't ever change, will you? Okay, fine. Do what you want. Make the arrangements. Now I'm working. We'll finish this later. Hangs up the phone. That's all the information that we get. And we know, like watching it back, like this is how he agreed to take care of a teenager. Yeah. Like this short phone call is how he agrees to like, for all intents and purposes, become a parent to a teenager for like, you know, a little while. And the next thing that we know of it is when Lorelai runs into him on the sidewalk Mm -hmm. and he's got all this food that he's carrying up to the diner. Frosted flakes. Yeah. He has a bunch of Nutella, or it's like in a Nutella box or something. I always notice that. That's so strange. That's hilarious. But then he's like pumping up the air mattress, mm-hmm. and Lorelai, you know, finds out that his nephew's coming. Jess, kind of, and take the, care of the him. exact exchange is, "Oh, your nephew's coming to visit. No, he's coming to stay." Yeah. And I feel like in that moment, and again through this scene, like you described with him blowing up the air mattress and Lorelai's kind of like, you really need to think about this. I don't think that Luke understood what he was taking on. Like he says it, he verbalizes it, he's narrating it for us. Yeah. And yet I don't really think he understands. He hasn't processed it. What is happening. Yeah. Because what I said to you the other day, it was like, I think this was off pod. It's like, Luke was getting a puppy like a puppy Mm, was arriving mm -hmm. he was blowing up the bed making sure he didn't even have sheets for it he got him like food that he might like Mm -hmm. I'm sure like if he like knew what kind of toys Jess liked he would have gotten him a toy totally you know there was no real talk of like school or anything related to that it was like he's coming here I got him a snack here's his bed I forgot to get sheets exactly and like the the exact verbiage is The problem is obvious. It's his mother. Mm -hmm. And then he says, one of my favorite lines in this scene, you can straighten him out. You, Luke Danes, the great communicator, you're going to straighten a kid out. And he (laughs) says, all he needs is a change of pace, a new crowd, and to get away from the nut job that unfortunately is my sister. He views Liz as the problem. And all he thinks the solution is, because I guess this is kind of what Liz build the solution as is a change of scenery and if he's in a different place it's not going to take a lot of effort on Luke's behalf because Luke is a very stable guy yeah to straighten this kid out to that point like I mean straightening Jess out whatever whatever but putting him in a new location like this Mm. he can get in different kinds of trouble you know like Mm -hmm. like Rory says like the 24-hour mini marts closes at whatever like closes at 10 like nothing is open so it's like you know he's stealing gnomes and you know he does steal the money for the bridge but he did return it and it's like the take all the baseball so it's like the trouble that he's getting into is having to be really creative Mm -hmm. so like i get where they're coming from because like in some degree it does work Mm -hmm. but the question that i wanted to ask you was do you think that he had spent any considerable time with jess prior to this like i don't think that we ever get like any sort of backstory about their relationship before this we don't they seem to know each other when jess steps off the bus yeah but like he knows he's coming to see his uncle luke but does he know him like Mm. how long has it been yeah like is he checking to make sure that this is luke like luke you're the one that's staring me down he didn't have a sign or anything you know like they have at airports (laughs) do you imagine (laughs) for jess for jess 
No last name. Just forge us. <laughs> Doesn't need any. And it's sad because Luke looks really excited to see him. Yeah. We don't get a lot of excitement out of Luke. And no. he's just like smiling. He's like, hey, you're here. Even though it's about to go terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. I feel though that Luke can like put a smile on for like a... Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to make this better. For My sure. energy can make this better. Yeah. And I think deep down he also knows like this kid is being like dumped on me. His mother yeah. can't handle him anymore. And he's being dumped on me. That's got to be a shitty feeling for Jess, too. And that's something that we in the fandom talk a lot about. A lot of people on Team Jess really, really love to use the excuse that he had a really rough childhood as a means to kind of like dismiss his shortcomings. I do have to agree to a certain extent because like we have to take that into account. He was never shown real unconditional love seemingly based on everything that we've been told you know know. but I would say that is an explanation that's not an excuse for sure for sure that's like totally why he is the way he is but like people always like use it to like justify this is where they romanticize Jess because they look at his backstory and that's almost like that like I can save him I want to save him yeah for sure I want to save the puppy like that only has eyes for me Mm mm-hmm Once we kind of move through this episode and Luke starts to reluctantly discover that Jess, there are a lot of deeply rooted issues here. This is not as simple as a location change. And he confronts him at their... pushing him into a lake. (laughs) Well, by pushing him into a lake. But then after he has a conversation with Lorelai, subsequently Babette, and he realizes the gnome has been gone, he comes in, he throws the anti-smoking stuff his way, and he says to him, the weekends are for chores and select pre-approved outings, i.e. Kavala studies, freeway beautification projects, color me mine pottery painting, all discussable options. (laughs) You will not steal. You will pay back Taylor Dozy. You will graduate from high school and you will return Pierpont to his yard. I am not letting you fall off the face of the earth. You will not drift. I won't let it happen. Now, I don't know if this is the right way to handle this, but this is the way it's being handled. And that, my friend, is the end of this discussion. Like, he has no idea what he's doing. And he's just like, look, this is the only way that I know how to deal with you for the five minutes that you've been here and all the destruction that you have caused so far. Because you imagine that he's only been there over the course of this episode. I know we haven't broken it down yet, but for like, yeah. what, a few days? Yeah. I mean, he's in school. So at some point they signed him up for school and figured out how to get him there. Yeah. And, you know, but like Luke has no idea what he's doing. He is so far over his head that he cannot see his own hat. <laughs> so like he owns it. He owns that like yeah. this is a situation that when he said, fine, make the arrangements. I'm working. We'll talk about it later. That he just was like, whatever. This is going to be a breeze. Yeah. He'll go to school. He'll live with me. He'll have a change of pace. Easy breezy, lemon squeezy. No. And it's Lorelai who's like, are you sure you know how to do this? Because Lorelai knows what it's like to deal with herself. Yeah. She and Jess are very similar. And like she's been the teenager. She also has a teenager and Mm -hmm. like arguably hers is very easy, but she gets it. There's Mm -hmm. like a lot that goes into it, especially Mm -hmm. because she helps take care of Lane. Like we talked in the last episode, very pseudo parent. Mm -hmm. And this is what we mentioned before of like, this is where Lorelai tries to like reason with Jess and be like his little friend person mm-hmm. little friend is definitely the wrong way to phrase that more like <laughs> is Jess's little friend tries to you know pal with him a little bit mm-hmm. about the beer not like rag him for it or like you know rat on him to Luke like yeah. trying to reason with him and he's like absolutely not mm-hmm. no thank you and then we get a season's worth of Lorelai warring with her teenage self <laughs> for sure <laughs> so like the the idea is here you know we're setting up this like pseudo-parent relationship with Jess and right. Luke and that Lorelai wants in on it because that's like 
her nature, but she can't. But the person that like always changes his mind. And I think the only person that really can make him open up to other people that like, I think the only reason Jess opened up to Luke is because of Rory. Mm. Interesting. It's always things that come from Rory because like Lorelai can yell at him. But when we get to... um. Oh, what is the episode with the chalk outline? The ins and outs of ins. Mm -hmm. Rory's the one that's like yelling at him after that town meeting that Mm -hmm. everyone had about him. He was like, Luke does so much for you. Like he stuck up for you and you just like shit on him is basically what she's telling him. Yeah. It's after that conversation that Jess fixes the toaster. Yeah, you're right. So like it's Rory. It's Rory that is making him open up to Luke. Mm. And it's, is it Luke's friend Rory that's doing it? That's a really interesting question to pose because I didn't really think of it that way. I really only thought of that for like seasons two and three and maybe four. But everything after that, I kind of thought was more Jess Luke centered. But you're right. There is a level of it that will always have something to do with Rory. I can't say for sure that like the actual changes that occur in season four and season six are for Rory. Yeah, no. I think that they get to a point where, like, Jess has, like, grown a fondness and an affection towards Luke for what he did for him. Yeah. But I think that the way that Jess gets there is by means of Rory. Mm. It's that I don't like anyone but you. And if it's going to impress you for me to appreciate my uncle, who I think that eventually he does, like, enjoy helping him for sure but it's it starts out because of rory which i don't think said before like luke's friend rory but because at that point she's with dean you know she's defending this guy that has kind of been semi a father figure to her through exposition at least and i don't know it was kind of the idea that i from the last episode where rory wouldn't like in the like reverse mother daughter mother friend Mm. rory wouldn't go to Luke and be a friend wouldn't go to Suki and like be a friend or mm-hmm, Michelle but mm-hmm. I feel like in this way maybe she kind of is yeah very inadvertently she's not even doing yeah. it on purpose of what Lorelai can't do for Luke is mm. like and ultimately it makes Jess fall in love with her yeah but. because <laughs> that is what Lorelai tries to do for Luke she yeah. says like you have a really good thing going here and Jess's immediate response is are you sleeping with him Ooh, Jess. Oh. <laughs> One of the only times, well, there are a few times that I wanted to smack Jess across the face. So many times. I wanted a banana cream pie. (laughs) But you're right. In the ins and outs of ins, Rory is really the one to be like, you care nothing about Luke and his feelings. He has stood up for you. He has really gone to bat for you. This whole town is against him because of you. And that makes him really get introspective and be like, I didn't realize everybody was doing that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get it. So interesting. I will say, I think that one of the major turning points for them is a couple episodes after, like I mentioned before, in Lost and Found, when they have to Mm -hmm. try and find a place together. Yeah. That's kind of one of the first times we really see them do anything together. We see them at the Bracebridge dinner. Um, I kind of love all their little (laughs) asides that they have during that episode where like they're like looking at the food and he's like what is this and Luke's like hey just eat it and he's like yeah, but I get it <laughs> like, <he's> like <laughs> but like I said they have little glimpses of it in season two but I'd say the major turning point for them is in teach me tonight yeah definitely. one being that he now has learned that Jess is not doing well in school yeah. the principal calls him into his office and is like hey we've got to talk about this 
And then when Jess crashes the car, yeah, Luke really goes to bat for Jess. Luke loves Rory. He loves Lorelai, I think, like not to the degree at which like we see him continue to love her throughout the series, yeah. but like he has a love for her as a friend. He has a loyalty to her. Yeah. And yet he's like, I need to go find Jess and make sure that he's okay. And when he finds him on the bridge and Jess goes, oh, I made God. sure she was okay. And he's like, I know you did. Oh, <laughs> Like that to me, big pseudo parent moment. Big like, I got you. I know. Yeah. I know you didn't do anything. And I think it's maybe less about Jess to Luke at that moment because I don't know that anyone would have made any of that okay for Jess because he he felt what he did. Mm -hmm. Like he knew how horrible that was. Yeah. Even though it was an accident, it was the Luke to Jess of, I know you did. Mm -hmm. Like of having that faith in him and like knowing that he ultimately is a good guy who like got into this bad situation, got into an accident as teenagers do. Like, you know, it was horrible that he crashed a car, but it's that moment for me. Well, it's interesting because like Jess kind of braces himself to get reamed out, right? He sees Luke. He's just sitting there on the bridge, smoking a cigarette. Immediately on the defense. And just completely like without even saying a word prior is just like, I made sure she was okay like he was already defending himself gonna get pushed in that lake again. yeah and it's cold this time but luke goes i know you did like i can't yeah. imagine how that must have felt because i'm sure that jess is very used to like taking the flack for everything i mean to be fair he is very mischievous um but i do feel like he's used to like having to defend himself on the outside he's never had an advocate for him yeah he's never had someone who's like looked at him and been like i know what you're feeling and I know that you're right I yeah. we both know this was wrong but like I'm it not was gonna an yell accident. at you yeah. yeah yeah you didn't do it on purpose to take into consideration his perspective that yeah. he always seems like he's like always on the defense because he's totally. always he hasn't had that person and yeah. here's Luke and what's interesting about this situation is that's the only exchange we see between the two of them and then we hear right. from Babette and Miss Patty at movie in the square night that Jess put Luke on a bus and send him home. <laughs> send him home to his mom. Luke put Jess on a bus. Jess didn't put Luke on a bus. Did I say Jess put yeah. Luke on a bus? <laughs> Could you imagine? Jess put Jess Luke, on, put the Luke bus on a bus and said, "You're going to Liz's house." He rents the diner now. Oh my god! <laughs> and so you kind of don't really see the ending there. You just hear about it. Obviously, Rory goes to New York. She sees Jess. She tells him, "You didn't say goodbye." And then Jess shows up at the end of season two asking Luke yeah. for a second chance. And what's interesting is the energy between the two of them is definitely not like, yeah. I wouldn't say it's hostile, but it's a little bit just kind of like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? I feel like it's more so like less because of the incident and more so because Luke cares a lot about Jess. But like, as Lorelai said, he's the great communicator. Like he can't communicate exactly how he feels about this. Yeah. That when he says, I called you six times. Like, I didn't think we were going to sit on the phone and watch Seepless in Seattle. But, like, I wanted to know that you didn't get mugged, that you were okay, that you made it back. And I think it's more of, like, a, I needed to know you were okay and you you didn't call me back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, more of, like, a seeing him and confirming that he's okay and maybe there's, Mm, like, an emotionalness to it. Totally right. Luke's standoffishness is, like, a protective of Luke's, like... You know, the mushy side inside Luke. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Luke didn't pack his stuff up. Like, that's just like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. do you think that Luke hoped he would come back or that maybe he wanted that's to keep a great question. Jess's stuff around? I don't know. <laughs> do you remember him yeah. 
Oh, God, that sock. Man, he wore that the last day he was here, and you know what? <laughs> I really like it there. Jess's CDs, you know, reminded me of when I couldn't sleep because Jess had to fall asleep listening to really loud oh music. Oh, my God, that was insane. Yeah. It's like the Huns loud. are attacking. <laughs> oh, I didn't even really think about that because you're right, he doesn't pack up his stuff. Yeah. Very sentimental. Why? But ultimately... We know it's worry that brings him back. Of course. But do you think that there's any part of his life with Luke that he preferred to this, like, I don't know, it didn't really seem like he was going to school in New York. He just seemed like he went to Washington Square Park and taught himself via books. Yeah, it's hard to say because, like, I wonder if he had more freedom in New York, but he seems to crave that freedom in Stars Hollow as well. So why, why come back? I mean, obviously... Rory, but why come back to an environment where you're going to have that authoritative figure watching over you in the way that his mom probably wasn't? Yeah, maybe he wanted that back. Hmm. Because then when he's leaving, he's like, I'll help you close up later. Is that like just like in the spirit of things are going to be different now that like, I think I'm going to help you? Or is it like, is it in any way that he does feel like, Like, he needs to show up for Luke differently. Mm. And not just, like, a a show of, like, you know, like, Rory. Rory's the reason he came back. And so maybe... I think two things can be true at once. I think it airs more on the side of, like, I'm doing this because there's a girl that I love here. Yeah. But, like, also, I I understand. These are your rules. I need to abide by them. I didn't do it the last time. I will do it this time. And I'm going to start by showing you right now. Yeah. Because then he pretends that he's not there for Rory. Who? Who's not home? She's yeah. at the wedding. Luke Luke is the reason that they um the Rory kissed him. She told Jess where he was. I know. Thanks, Luke. He's really team Jess, isn't he? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you, but I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. 
And if you dream of being cowgirls like us, or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it, and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As we move through season three, I do feel like we get a lot of Luke Jess moments that kind of go a little bit unrecognized because we're so distracted by Jess and Rory. Right. But some of my favorites are, of course, when he's rifling through his stuff because he's trying to figure out where he's going. Um, (laughs) And he asks Jess if he's a gigolo and and I die every time. (laughs) I do love that he's so concerned. Like, where are you going? Why are you not? Like, why are you sneaking off when he steals his car? Yeah. That was not for control. That was like, I need you to go to school. I want you to succeed. And clearly, you're not doing it for yourself. So now I'm going to take away your accessibility. Wait, I have have a question about something you said earlier. Mm. The principal calls Luke twice. Mm -hmm. So he calls him at the end of season two that he's not doing so well. When does he call him then? He calls him at the end of season two and says, you know, first of all, that he replaced all the baseballs with tennis balls. It's been very different ever since. But also... (laughs) Yeah, that is that Jess is is flunking out. He's doing really, really poorly in school. And that's when Luke goes to Lorelai and says, Kimberly tutor Jess. That's in teaching tonight. Oh, you're right. When we see the principal the second time at the end of season three, it's because Jess tries to buy prom tickets. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I forgot that they were studying when Marie broke her arm. Yeah. All you could focus on was the arm. (laughs) I was just ready for it. But to that end... In that same episode where Jess gets confronted by the principal because he tries to buy prom tickets, Keg Max. Right. Immediately after that, after the fight, you know, transpires between Jess and Dean and Keg Max. The next episode, say goodnight, Gracie, when Luke has to go to Kyle's house. And Kyle had a party last night. Um, (laughs) You know, and he's just like pissed to the high heavens. Like that to me is also like swoops in saves the day kind of dad moment instead of allowing just Jess to take responsibility for it which he should oh yeah I mean Dean was there taking responsibility and cleaning up and offering to pay for things but Luke takes ownership and is like you're gonna be working at the diner and paying me back for all of these things that I've done like that is a parental role yeah and interestingly (laughs) while they're having that conversation who's in the diner but Jess's real dad Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. And when Luke goes to the hotel to confront Jimmy, I do think a part of it is about Liz. I think most of it is about Jess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because obviously there is there are feelings there like, you left, you walked out. Yeah. That was really hard for our family. He's a really messed up kid now. There's a lot of protectiveness that a brother would feel towards a sister's like deadbeat 
ex-husband for sure like father of the child but like at this point he is like all about jess like this is about protecting jess and that's why he goes there yeah and i love it i love it it sucks because we know what ends up happening but like i really really love those moments another moment that i love between the two of them in season three is when he shows up for his walmart employee of the month very sarcastically but he does show up he does he's proud and unfortunately it does lead to him discovering that jess is working so much that it's very clear he's not in school yeah and that he's not living up to their end of the bargain it's one of the first times that i feel like luke is involved in something that jess is doing that's not necessarily related to rory because like they have like the swan moment you know like he oh goes my god i forgot swan. about swan song when they go out on the boat you're totally yeah. right and like he's telling him about like when you're like dating a girl you're dating his family mm-hmm. which like luke could serve to accept that advice a couple seasons later (laughs) yep and i'm just trying to think of like when we get to say goodnight gracie Mm -hmm. and that huge blow up between the two of them Mm -hmm. that like i feel like they've been on pretty even playing field because he has been like trying to get to rory and so that's kind of kept him on the straight and narrow and it's kept him in kind of in line with with luke and has led luke to believe that jess is doing okay under yeah. the guise of being there for Rory. And it was in it was in Lost and Found that Lorelai is telling Luke in season two, like, do you think there's something happening there? And Luke is so excited about it. Like, yeah. he's like, that's going to be great for him. Yeah. And then when they actually end up together, he thinks it is great for him. But, yeah. like, he was keeping so much from him. I know. Yeah. And I, I feel like that was another way in which Jess really let Luke down. Like when I think of the ways in which Jess let Luke down, I immediately yeah. go to school and not, you know, holding up his end of the bargain of graduating yeah. and just being there because Jess is so smart and Luke really believed in him. I mean, spoke to it so many times. It's moreover that he trusted Jess with Rory. And when he comes back in season four, he says something to the effect of like, stay away from her. You've done all the damage there. You're gonna. Like, the narrative Mm. completely shifts and it's no longer, like, Rory could be really good for Jess. It's like, no way are you going near her. It's almost like the reverse of um, Teach Me Tonight. His consideration of Jess is not necessarily there, is apparently, it's like, do not hurt Rory. Like, do whatever you need to do, but, like, stay away from her. Yeah. Because when he shows up in a family matter and he's sleeping in the car, Mm -hmm. he does wait to leave until Jess goes inside. Like, there's that, like, still, like... I mean, like, you don't want any person to sleep out in the cold, but, like, he just, like, you know, he checks on him. He makes sure that he's okay. It's, like, low-key heartwarming to see. Yeah, literally warming. (laughs) Truly. We hope he's warm. But as an audience, we're still rooting for Jess to turn it around, you know? Yeah. We, of course, as we all know, got a very kind of unresolved ending with Jess at the end of season three. It wasn't the ending everyone wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know if we could all fall in line with an ending that everybody wanted, you know, that would check all of the boxes because the path was headed towards Jess was not going to graduate from high school. Yeah. Jess was going to let people down. Yeah. I don't think we expected him to let Rory down in the way that he did, but we knew that he was going to probably let Luke down. Yeah. And just the fight that happens between the two of them is so sad because Luke is still rooting for him in that fight. Yeah. He's like, you're going to go to school again. You're going to take senior year over and you are going to graduate. And he says, no, 
I'm not. So when Jess leaves after this, like they have this fight and Jess goes to California, he doesn't tell Luke that he's leaving, does no. he? No. Luke says, then you got to go. And that's the end of what we see, yeah. the conversation between the two of them. But in the next episode, in Here Comes the Sun, when Luke goes to Lorelai and Rory's house and he's kind of like trying to flag Lorelai down through the window and she comes out and talks to him and he says, Jess is gone. Because Jess is on the bus at the end of Say Goodnight, Gracie, right? Or is it the beginning of Here Comes the Sun? No, at the end of Say Goodnight, Gracie. Okay. And that's when he sees Rory. Yeah. But he said, like, I woke up and all of his stuff was gone. And... That makes sense because if he's on the bus as early as Rory is going to school. Luke's awake. I don't know where he would have been because Luke gets up at like five in the morning. Yeah, I was about to say that. Let me me see exactly what the verbiage was there. So Luke says Jess is gone and I don't think he's coming back. And Lorelai asks, but when? Luke says, last night, this morning, I don't know. I went up there to get some money out of the safe and I noticed that all of his stuff was gone. So what's interesting is that like... At the end of Sega Night Gracie, Rory is on the bus and she's on the bus going to Chilton, right? Maybe, maybe Jess Because had... she's already on the bus, turns around, sees him. Yeah. She goes and talks to him. Then she gets off the bus. I'm assuming that she's... At school then? At school? But is he in Hartford? Where is he going? California. <laughs> I guess he's, yeah, maybe going to the Hartford. He's probably going yeah. to Bradley Airport to go to California. If he could afford a plane ticket. No, I think he rides the bus out there because he gets off the bus, does he not? Yeah, but he could have taken a bus from the airport. Something tells me Jess rode a bus out there. Jess took a bus across the country? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. It is one of those things that's kind of mysterious as to like how he left, but we don't really get any resolution besides like, you've got to go. Do you think that when Luke says, you've got to go, he really thought that Jess was going to pack up all his shit and be gone by no. the morning? No, I think that he thought, you've got to go. I'm I'm telling you this is the final straw, so you better get your shit together. Because if you do not, you are going to have to leave. And I think he thought that Jess was just going to be like, like it was last season. Okay, I got to go. Or he thought if he left, he would come back again. Do you think that any part of Luke thought that night was going to end, Jess was going to wake up at home, and they were going to have a different sort of conversation the next day? That Do you think that Luke, who like, you know, in the heat of the moment, loves to say something, that maybe he really did intend for Jess to stay to figure out something else? Because like, I hated that he like threw Walmart in his face. Like he very clearly had a really strong work ethic. Yeah. That, you know, like... There was something to be proud of that he like worked that hard that he, yeah. you know, they could have figured something else out. Do you think that when he does come to tell Lorelai that he's gone, that he woke up thinking that maybe they were going to figure out a way for him to leave in a better way? I do. I, I really do think that there was a part of Luke that was hopeful that he would have the next day been like, I mean, hard to change the stubbornness that is Jess Mariano, but yeah. like, I don't think that he expected just to fly, take a bus, run, run, hitchhike across the country to see his dad, stay with his dad. That was the intention, of course, as we know, because the writers were trying to build this spinoff series. But I don't think that Luke expected just to run in that direction. I think he probably thought he'll go back to New York. Yeah. He'll probably come to his senses. He'll probably come back. But he does speak to it in 
this episode at the beginning of Here Comes the Sun when he says he's gone, gone, and I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. Because I think that when he woke up and saw that Jess's stuff was gone, it was like, oh, this is it. It's over. Yeah. And maybe expected to have a different conversation. (laughs) I know. How how do you think you're putting all of his CDs into his backpack? (laughs) Well, it sounds like he said, I went up there to grab money from the safe. He was gone. So. What's interesting is it's like last night, this morning, I don't know. Well, was he there when you woke up, Luke? Yeah, maybe he didn't notice. I guess it was dark yeah. because it's five in the morning when he's trying to go downstairs and open his diner. At some point between that was when Jess packed up his stuff and left. And I think that when he comes to Lorelai, there's a lot of guilt. Because when he says, I don't think he's coming back, it's like, yeah, because I was the one that yelled at him. You've got to go. Yeah. Like we said, he returns in a family matter. It's Mm -hmm. very contentious between the two of them, but there's still that soft spot because in the next episode, when Jess is trying to fix his car, there's still so much snark there. And Jess really lays into Luke when Luke tries to talk to him about TJ. And that's when you kind of see that Luke still has a soft spot for Jess because he's trying to commiserate with him and be like, what about this guy? This guy is such a loser. And Jess is like, this is none of your business. Like, butt out really feeds it to him like he is just being plain mean yeah and at that point I really do not think that he has an appreciation for what Luke has done for him and I think a lot of it was clouded by the fact that he now knows that Luke took his car but not realizing why Luke took his car he's right it was his property it belonged to him Luke had no right to do that but Luke was also trying to save Jess from himself which I know sounds dramatic but like He was. was. He wanted him to succeed in school. He wanted him to get an education so that he could move along in life, not making the same mistakes that his parents made. Yeah. But then I think a really major turning point was a few episodes later in the latter half of season four, primarily starting in Luke can see her face when Luke finds out that Jess is not going to be coming to Liz's wedding. And he goes to New York. And what I love about this moment is that he comes and like, you know, starts it off the same way he always do, which is like, hey, buddy, the guy down the hall said I could borrow some crack, but he didn't have any. So I came here like just completely like snarky the way they always banter with each other. But then he comes in and like really drops some knowledge on Jess and kind of feeds back to him what Jess fed to him just a few episodes prior. And the one thing he says to him that I think really resonates is this could have been a turning point. And ironically, it becomes a turning point. Yeah. I really do think that what Luke said to Jess spoke to him so deeply. And I don't really think any of that had to do with Rory. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's like the first time that I really think it doesn't have anything to do with Rory. Again, in the next episode, yeah. last week fights this week tights when they're sitting in the diner together and he says like, I'm here because of you. Luke is like, okay, then what's, you know, is there more to this story? And then he admits like, I'm also here for Rory because the last time yeah. that I was here, I told her that I loved her. Why do you think it was such a big deal to Luke that he get Jess to Liz's wedding for Liz? Just because it's his, it's her son, do you think that he feels some sort of like responsibility to like Luke showing up to his mom after like his attempt at like trying to raise him? Do you think that he still holds Jess in such a regard that like he's not going to let him do this? Like you're not going to miss your mom's wedding? Yeah, I think it's a combination of those things. But I also think that for him, it's like, I don't want to continue to feel like the time you spent with me was wasted. I know there's a good person in there. Yeah. Oh, 
and it's Stop. time for That's that person cute. to come out. Like, <laughs> you're not a kid anymore. Come on, good Jess. Yeah. yeah. You're not a kid anymore. Like, yeah. be a man. Come to your mother's wedding. Like, you're not this guy. And that had nothing to do with worry. And you're right. It wasn't until they're sitting there and he admits that he said, I love you and ran. Yeah. But I also think that when it comes to Luke and, and the why behind it all was that, like, He's looking at Liz and seeing how much she has turned her life around. Yeah. And has always been hopeful that Jess would do the same. And he says, like, you could have witnessed something good for your mother who, yes, has screwed up a bit in her life, but now seems to have found something to make her happy. You miss that. You refuse to be a part of that. You are going to be very sorry. And I do think, not to completely bring it back to the Rory of it all when it comes to Jess, but I do think that that also spoke to him because it's just like he had a person in his life, not just Luke, but he had a romantic person in his life who made him want to turn his life around. And Liz has found that. His mom has found that. And Luke is looking at him being like... I never thought of that. Why are you not going to be here for this moment? You've watched your mom screw up so much. This is a good thing. And you're going to miss it. You're going to regret it. Life is too short. I never thought about that. Yeah. Because he does say when he gets there that he's not there for Liz, that he came for Luke. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yes. I've never thought about like his perception of Liz's relationship, but you're right. Like he gets him to come because he wants to see something like good and like loving happened for his mom that he ultimately walked out on. I have to correct what I said before. He the conversation that he has with Luke in the diner in the dark is at the end of Luke's yeah. interface, not yeah. last week fights, but this week tights. I got the, I got confused. But that's still a big episode for the two of them. Last week fights. Huge episode, huge turning point episode. And I always forget about that because it's at the end of last week fights this week tights that he says to Luke I want to pay you back. Yeah. And, they and he gives him a hug. Jess goes to shake his hand. Oh. And he shakes his hand and he hugs him. Dead. I know. Time of death right now. <laughs> 4.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> because I, I would say there's like a little bit of a division of like, Luke can see your face is all about Jess and Luke. Mm-hmm. Last week fights his sweet tights is kind of about him, you know, letting Luke help him with this Rory thing inadvertently. Or no, really directly, because he gives him that self-help book yeah. he's been reading. And then he thanks him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Yale to try and get Rory to leave with him. Ugh, <laughs> I know. It's like, it's so interesting because I feel like he and Luke were so at odds and their relationship was so broken while Jess was distracted by Rory and by like building uh-huh. a relationship with her. And now we're kind of watching the opposite happen. His relationship yeah. with Rory is so utterly Ooh. broken and his relationship with Luke is starting to get stronger in its True. Stead, right? I never thought about that. Because this is kind of when we think we're seeing the last of Jess. Do you think that when the writers wrote this Oh, moment, I didn't think that this was when we were going to see the last of Jess. Well, it felt like it because it was like Luke and Jess had this moment. They had this hug. Like, I'm going to pay you back. All of this is going to be good. And they have kind of what feels like an end cap to their relationship. Like oh, just sure. like a little salute, a little send off. This is an act break for Rory and Jess, for sure. Not for Rory and Jess, for Luke and Jess. It feels like the end, like that they are wrapping things up with them. And then it's not until he goes to see Rory that things feel like Oh, I see what and, you mean. I see you what know? you mean. I thought you meant after that scene with Rory and Jess, we think we've no, seen no, the no. last of Jess. And I was like, what? No, no, no way. No. But it feels like it could be because yeah. 
he heals things with lube. And that's almost kind of like what we wanted there. But then with Rory, it's less about Jess there. It's less about what Jess wants and less about what Jess wanting to be with Rory and more about Rory saying no to it. Yeah. So it kind of feels like we got the end of Jess and Luke's storyline and like that's wrapped up. But the storyline with Jess and Rory was never needing to be wrapped up because it was always about Rory. Mm -hmm. It was always about Rory's journey and Rory saying no kind of closed the door on that. And that was like, I'm not leaving with you. So it kind of felt like, do you think that they knew in season six they were going to bring Jess back at some point? Or do you think that that was like... <sighs> That's a really, really great question. Because I I think they had to. I think they had to. No sparkly heart. No. I, I think that at the what we got at the end of season four, if that was the end of Jess, I think we all would have been like, what? I think it would have made so much sense. Because ultimately what we get from Jess and Luke in season six is the manifestation of what Jess wanted to do for Luke. Pay him back, Mm -hmm. see him in this good place, like, or rather Luke wanted to see Jess in this good place doing this thing that he was really proud of and Jess wanted to pay Luke back. So we really just see the manifestation of the intention that he had when they hugged and left, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like that was expanded upon, but we didn't really need it. We knew that's what he wanted to do and it was nice that we got to ultimately see it. But on Rory's end, like, it also kind of ended in the same place of it's like, yeah, it is what it is between the two of us. I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. The only reason I know Sparkly Heart is because, for for several reasons, the first being that I think, and I will will preface this by saying that I think knowing what we got, it's hard to unsee it and feel like we didn't need it especially as someone who is a team just stan because part of the reason i'm a team just stan is because i needed to know that he grew up yeah i needed to know that he eventually lived up to the potential that i felt like he had in the early seasons because without evidence yeah we can only just imagine it right and i know a lot of people argue against it it's like we're only getting glimpses into him and we don't really know the nitty gritty of what he is like emotionally. We just see that yeah. he's gone through a semblance of growth. We don't know how he got the money. True. However, I think on the Rory front, I think that there's a part of it that's satisfying to know that they reached a capacity that didn't end with him begging her to leave with him out of absolutely nowhere. Like that to me, even at the ripe age of like 14 years old watching that, I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) No. No. So I think we needed to know that eventually they reached some sort of friendship that allowed them the space to have a healthy dialogue to support each other to like celebrate each other's triumphs to scream at each other outside of a restaurant why did you drop out of Yale like I think that it's good that we got that I don't think we needed it that's the own that's the no sparkly heart that I have to that that like I think that if you are a Jess stan you love this man that like you needed that in your heart Mm -hmm. like that's the storyline that you needed to like conclude but I don't think that Rory necessarily needed it in her storyline interesting I still I still disagree yeah it's neither here nor there because it's there because I think that the writers used him as a tool to get her to go back to Yale to get her to write her book in the revival and I know that that's something that you don't get down with I know that you wish that they would have allowed her the space to find that 
on her own. And I do think that there's a world in which she did find that on her own. She just needed a kick in the ass and it came from Jess. And I know that that's what the writers used him for in her world. But on the flip side of that, I do think the reason that we needed to see Jess in season six is because of Luke. It's also because we know that the writers wrote Jess off of season three so that they could cater to a spinoff about him finding his relationship with his dad. That did not happen. And also, subsequently, it seems to be in the storyline that that did not happen. He did not find his relationship with his dad. You know, they make mention of it in season four. How was California? How are things with your dad? Oh, well, it went. You know, it was just kind of left hanging there. Like, it was fine. I was there for a little bit and then I left and now I'm just traveling oh traveling you know it's kind of left to the audience's interpretation that things didn't work out with his dad and I do think that we needed that resolution to know that Jess found a father figure in Luke and I don't think that had we ended it the way that we did in season four that it would have been satisfying enough to know that he found that kind of relationship in Luke and learned to actually appreciate him because like he could have come to that realization at the end of season four of like oh yeah I appreciate everything you've done for me I came back here for you but that's one episode like I think we needed to see that executed and followed through on Do you feel like it hit the nail too hard with it, though? Because I think that I just kind of liked that it was kind of open ended of Mm -hmm. like, like that hug. They had that moment of like, you know, Jess and Luke aren't very like sentimental people. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of just like ends on the intention of it. Because I love when Jess comes back because I love what it does to Jess and Luke. Like, Mm. that's the moment. Because that was the question that we asked at the end of the last episode of like, does Jess ever accept Luke as his pseudo parent? And I say no. I say yes. Well, I say no up until that hug. Which one? At the end of season four. Oh, see, I say no up until season six. That moment between them in Philadelphia when Luke goes, I'm so proud of you. I literally could cry thinking about that right now. (laughs) I was like openly weeping, watching the real Paul Anka not an hour ago on my couch. Because it's so heartwarming to see that he's just like, not only did I pay you back, I made something of myself. I work at a printing press. I wrote a book. Well, I think that it starts in the four, though. Of course, but that's the turning point, not the not the follow through. Like that to me is a turning point and could have been a resolution. But to your point, though, I actually was thinking about this as I was watching the real Paul Anka about our episode a couple weeks ago with Clara. You know, we were talking about Jess's intentions when he came back in season six and let me hear your Bonalinka's ringing out. And you guys right. were both arguing that there was a it was a pretty deep implication that he came back to win Rory's affections. For sure, yeah. Now in watching the real Paul Anka, I'm kind of like, I kind of feel like he came back to show Luke that he made something of himself. Not in Let Your Balalinkas, though. In real Palinka, for sure. But in Let Me Hear Your Balalinkas ringing out, he saw Luke before he saw Rory. Well, yeah, because he didn't know where Rory was. Right, but why is there no room for him to come back and want to show Luke that he made something of himself considering where he left on season four? There totally is. I think that he totally came back for part of it was for Luke because I think Jess's whole storyline is like double-ended of like it's the Jess Luke, it's the Jess Rory. But I think that the let me hear your balalinkas part of it is Rory. A lot of it was for Rory for her 
the pivoting in her journey, of course. Like, Jess's return, it, it's supposed to cater to Rory's storyline. But I think the Paulinka episode of it is is more about Jess and Luke mm-hmm. until the kiss and like that I know. Whole, Why does it always have to be ruined by that? I know. In the real Paul Anka and in Last Week Fights This Week Tights, it's the same It's the same shit. He resolves things with Luke and then he just like completely messes I know. things up with Rory. And I'm like, what are you Which doing? Which is why I think that like when he comes to let me hear your Balalankas, it's like, it's so clear that he's there like, he thinks that there's something between them mm. because he says that in real Palenka when he says like you and me it like it is what it is mm-hmm. like like oh, that's- for sure I'm not saying it's non-existent I just feel like everything after last week fights this week tights I think when it comes to Jess's character it had more to do with Luke I think when it comes to Rory's character like Jess was there to service her see journey. That, that's like the only reason like I know sparkly heart that it was like more about Jess and Luke simply because like bringing back a side character to service the story of a side character doesn't make as much sense as bringing Jess back because he's still invested in Rory. And I definitely think he is still invested in Rory, but I I do not agree that he only came back for Rory. And that's okay if you disagree. Yeah, I no sparkly heart so hard. (laughs) I think that he also wanted to prove to Luke like I made something of myself. And I think that both of those things can be true. I think one of them is more apparent, but the other one is like a byproduct of coming back and like showing Luke. Okay. (laughs) No sparkly heart. Yeah, it's a no sparkly heart for me. Just because I think, I think that the way that, like the way that it happens is like, yeah, he shows up for Luke, but he's there. He's there because he loves Rory. He's always going to love Rory. But I really do think that when he comes back in season six, when he has written a book, of course he wants to show Rory. But I think that coming back to show Luke is also incredibly important to him because of what we see in the real Paulinka. I think on my end, it's more, it hits harder that he shows it to Luke. Like it's almost like, because I, I, maybe because I'm not team Jess, I almost like don't care that he shows it to Rory. I agree with Do you that. Know what I mean? I would have rather us seen him come back and show it to Luke and then kind of be like, I'd love to show this to Rory. Like, where's Rory? <laughs> where's that Rory gal? Like to see the conversation of like sending him there. Like I have to imagine that that's how he found out that Rory was at her grandparents is that he came in he showed Luke the book he was like I I also came here to show Rory and he's like she's not here man yeah. it, I feel like it would have just been like a season four scene again where he like shows up at the diner you know that's like <laughs> yeah for sure it would have it would have been more of doing. the same I always think though that he came to Luke yes to show him but like it was like hey look at this thing look at this thing I did um so, have you seen Rory For around? sure. Definitely. What is she up to these days? It's of like, course. Of course. And he, like, didn't say much. Yeah. Especially considering that the last time they saw each other was him trying to get her to run away with him and drop out of Yale. Did she tell you about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't, don't listen. That was some other guy. That was some other guy. But, like, the, the span of growth between season four and season six... I think is fueled by his conversation with Luke and then subsequently it's fueled by his confrontation with Rory when she turns him down. I almost feel like Rory had to reject him. Oh, for sure. And she should have. I'm sorry I say that as as someone who loves Jess. That was insane. She was never going to do that. Never, ever. 
never, ever, never, ever know. Never. Like, so, like, he, you know, he comes back in season six. He comes back in season four. But all of this is because he had to leave because of the, like, intention of his character, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Like, all of this, like, growth that we get off screen is, like, you know, that's, like, why we know Sparkly Hard about it because we didn't see it. We didn't see anything that happened. Totally. Or the why. Yeah. Because, like, I mean... I always imagine that there's, like, some brokenhearted girl out there who, like, fell in love with Jess, but, like, Jess could never really show up for her because... Yeah, because he couldn't quit this. He was in love with Rory Gilmore. Like, that's my fan fiction version of, like, Jess leaving broken hearts because he is only in love with Rory Gilmore. For sure. But, like, we don't know any of that because when he left, we thought we were gonna, or rather the writers thought we were gonna get to see the storyline with Jess unfold. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't have that, like, consideration of having that that I feel like in season four Milo Ventimiglia would have had to have had more screen time like I feel like the way that they would have traded that out is to like up Jess's storyline like Mm. how do you think that Jess and Luke like it took us till the end of season four and like mid season six to get a real resolution between Jess and Luke how do you think we would have even gotten there I think that the intent there for the writers and I'm really answering this off the cuff I didn't have a pre- determined answer for this this is this is live this is live (laughs) it's one of those things that I think about very often because I would love to get one of the writers on this podcast one day and ask them like what was the intention did you have a series arc did you have everything storyboarded out what was this going to look like was it going to look like a kid who had a really broken relationship with his mom and no relationship with his dad, learning to have a relationship with his dad. Yeah. Like, could we predict what was going to happen? But was it something that was going to work out, or was he always going to fall back on Luke? I believe, I tend to believe, that he was always going to find his way back to Luke and that that was the intention of the writers because I think that they did that very sporadically throughout the series. I never considered that. Really? That like they never were going to have a relationship, that it was going to be like the happily ever after was going to be with Jess and Luke. Mm -hmm. Is Jess and Luke's song Cardigan? When I felt like I was an old cardigan under someone's bed, you put me on and said, I guess you could live with me. (laughs) I guess you can stay. Yeah. Wow. Maybe. And I knew you'd come back to me. Maybe. (laughs) Leaving like a father, running like water. Wow, that's totally their song. No, yeah. you're right. That's that's absolutely where that would have... Because I always was like, uh, you know, him and Jimmy would have maybe gotten to a point where they like saw eye to eye. I don't think they were ever going to have like a skipping through the streets moment. You can hold hands and skip afterwards relationship. No. But I think that maybe they would have gotten to a point where they just recognized that they weren't going to see each other for how yeah. they needed to. I-, I agree with that. I think that, I- again, I'd really need to have one of the writers on here to be like, was this your plan? Tell <laughs> they me would your never plan. tell us. <laughs> no, that would be huge if they were. Yeah. If they came on our podcast and told us their plan. People would I know. lose their shit. I know. Including me. I'm people. But yes, yeah, specifically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um that makes a lot of sense because when we come back to the revival, Chris is kind of like, yeah, it was always going to be you and your mom. Love you, but like, glad I left. And that's kind of like what it felt like he was saying to her that maybe that's where Jimmy and Jess were going to get to. James and Jess. Um, is Jess short for something? It's just Jess. I've always wondered that. It's Jess. Maybe his name is James. James Mariano. <gasps> and they call him Jess as a nickname as oh. opposed to calling him Jimmy. 
I didn't even think about that. Is Jess a nickname for James? Alexa, is Jess a nickname <laughs> for James? We're not sponsored by Amazon. I wonder. Wow. Yeah, I never thought about that. But yeah, maybe that's where they were going to get to. Mm, I never considered that. What do you think he would have done if Luke would have woken up the next day, Jess was still in town, and got him to stay? Do you think he would have gone back to high school or gotten a GED? Or... I don't know that it ever would have gone there if the writers didn't intend to have Jess leave and and go to California with his dad. That maybe they wouldn't have gotten to that blowout point? Oh, I don't know, though, because I don't know if Jess was ever really supposed to graduate from high school. Yeah. I also don't think that had they had, like, had they had that blow up, Jess never would have stayed. Like, that was just not in him. Like, even, like, after all of the instances and turning points that they had to get to this ending, he still didn't have that, like, sort of trust in Luke that, like, you can yell at me tonight and still want me here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That it's, like, he had that sort of relationship with all parental figures that, like... That moment in Teach Me Tonight where he was like, I know you did. Like, that didn't really count for as much as all of the other times when he, like, had been beaten down and been yelled at and trying to defend himself. Like, he's not going to stick around. He's going to leave. I mean, even when he went to California and met his dad, his dad was still hesitant to have him stay. And there wasn't even really conflict around that. You have nothing? I have nothing. Oh, that moment. But I will say I wonder had he stayed, whether he graduated from high school or he didn't, whether Luke kicked him out or he didn't. I wonder if he had not left, if he and Rory had continued their relationship. I wonder if Jess would have just moved to New Haven, gotten a job mm. at the New Haven Walmart and lived near Rory. Transferred Walmarts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that having Rory in his life would have made him go to school. Like dating mm. Rory who's at Yale and is always doing school, I think that that would have given him like this like, you know, intrigue and curiosity into like a school setting because it worked so well for her that maybe he would have taken like community college classes. But it or... didn't work for him when she was going to high school. Yeah. Because he thought he was smarter than everyone that but you're you're right. It's sometimes inspiring to be with somebody who's in an educational setting. And especially if, you know, he was able to focus on a major that he actually cared about instead of going to like these general education courses, yeah. which of course you still have to do in college, but you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. But he like kept up with Paris when like they were there talking about authors. Like he, you know, oh, I mean he's he was so dumb. smart and that's the thing is which that is what Luke, Luke yelled at him. Was so adamant that he was smart enough he's like you're smarter than anybody i know you read more than anybody i know you need to be in class you need to be in school what are you doing yeah yeah luke really believed in him and i think again that was kind of the letdown where it wasn't so much about like like the antics that he pulled he was like i just want to see you go to school and succeed do you think that was a reasonable request from luke that you live with me you go to school and if you don't go to school you have to go like do you think that 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 there was like a other path that he could have like given him that like when he saw it wasn't working or do you think i think it is yes uh, yes i do um but i also think that had he really sat with him and been like okay why don't you want to be in school? Why do you only want to work? Because the reality yeah. is, it's not like Jess was just like fucking off somewhere yeah. and like pulling he's not doing pranks. Drugs. No, he's he's working. He's employee of the month at Walmart. Literally, he's so doing great. It's not like he was just like pissing his life away doing nothing. Yeah. He was working. So 
The reason I say this is because my high school boyfriend, who I was with for a few years. Did he work at Walmart? He did not work at Walmart. He worked at Stu Leonard's. I don't know if you know Stu Leonard's. It's a giant grocery store in Connecticut. They have one in Yonkers as well. Oh, so he was more of a dean. (laughs) A dean slash Jess. Very smart. Jean. (laughs) Yes. AKA my mother. Jean. (laughs) Killing me. No, but he was... He's very smart, very well read. He just did not care about school. He didn't yeah. care. He was he wanted to work and that was it. And he had already decided he wasn't going to college. So he's like, what is the point? So I do yeah. think that there's something to be said about just like sitting with a kid and being like, is there a specific reason why you don't want to go to school given how smart you are? Yeah. No, I want to work. Okay, well then let's talk about that. And let's talk about what your options are because if you stay at this job, just know that without a high school degree in America, it is hard for you to get a job. So yeah, which just isn't stupid. He knew that. Yeah, but I think that there's something to be said about just kind of laying out the options for a kid who clearly has a really good work ethic and is very smart because there is something to be said about what Jess says to Luke in season four when he's like, whenever somebody like fails, you act like they've disappointed you and like they should be ashamed of themselves for the way they've disappointed you because Luke does put that expectation on Jess without asking first if Jess even wanted that expectation put upon him like just because he moved in with him didn't mean like I want to go to school and of course we expect kids to at least graduate from high school yeah and this was the year 2002 where like there wasn't really a lot of other paths laid out for people but like he didn't even ask him, like, why are yeah. you not going to school? Just tell me why. If you want to work at Walmart, if you want that to be your life, fine. But, like, Luke set this expectation up for him that was Luke's expectation of him, not not Jess's expectation of himself. And I understand that he is a kid, but at some point, like, he's turning 18. You don't really have that control over what he does. But I guess, yeah, him saying, if you want to live under my house, you have to subscribe to my rules kind of logic. And, like, Jess didn't want to go when he was a senior and when he was of age. So, like, mm-hmm. why do you think that now he's, like, gonna want to repeat senior year with all of these people that he hates in this like environment that clearly is not meant for him. Exactly. So I just feel like it's one of those situations that's hard to kind of like give a yes or no as to whether or not that was right or wrong because I do think that it helped Jess and I don't think it helped him at the same time because I think that when it started when he gave that to him when he arrived that was the right thing to do. For sure. That was like as his like like pseudo parent his guardian his uncle this is what you're gonna do this is how you're gonna stay out of trouble I don't know if it's the right way to do this is literally what he says yeah I don't know if this is the right way to go about this but this is the way it's being handled yeah and now when he gets to the end he's like I still don't know if it's the right way but this is what I said before so now we're gonna live up to that yeah they say that the definition of of crazy is doing something the same way over and over and over again expecting different results and I think that that's kind of where he landed with Jess and again we needed this storyline in order for Jess to go to California come back be a failure see that his life was in shambles have this come to Jesus moment with Luke and ultimately turn his life around but I do wish that sometimes we would give kids especially teenagers the space and grace and freedom to maybe not drop out of high school necessarily but to at least voice how they feel and what 
path they want to take because too often kids are put under this immense pressure to know what they want to do with the rest of their lives at the age of 16, 17, 18 years old. And so that's why a lot of people drop out of college is because they decide on a major because they feel like they have to, when in actuality, they don't quite know what they want to do or they do just want to work. And again, Jess had a really good work ethic. Like this kid wasn't just sitting around doing absolutely nothing. He was working. And I think that had Luke leaned into that a little bit more, especially as a hard worker himself, there may have been more progress on the outset than later in the series. But that's the way it unfolded. And that's what we thought. And it was a beautiful story. It is a really interesting thought to have had him be more understanding of Jess's strengths and what he wanted from life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to like look at a 17 year old and 18 year old and be like, you know exactly how this should all go. Like, like without like an adult kind of like, you know, laying into you just a little bit. Of course. But in the show that's like really academically minded Mm -hmm. because Rory, it's Harvard, it's Yale. Dean is going to a state school and then he's going to community college, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of frowned upon when he drops out of school. So it's like, maybe it's like the show as a whole is not really forgiving towards non-academically friendly yeah yeah you're right you're totally right Richard and Emily hold it in such a high regard Lorelai not graduating from high school because she was pregnant and then ultimately having to go on and get her GED was like a big deal and not going to Yale was a big deal not going to college at all was a big deal you know and that is also an expectation that I think society put on us especially in the year 2000 um, and before that and I think that we're getting a little more used to people having different paths in life so now it's easy from a 2022 lens to look back and be like well maybe Luke should have sat just down and had a conversation. Whereas the mindset in the year 2000 was like, you go to school, you work, you come home, you abide by my rules. And I don't think that that's always the most effective way to treat kids and especially teenagers as their minds are, you know, really forming in like as as they're developing as their minds are really developing into adults i won't fault luke though that this kid needed. oh definitely not no this is not this is not a slight towards luke or his parenting style i also think that luke was out of water he had no idea what he was doing i wouldn't have either we are rapidly approaching luke and lorelei's age as we stare down our 30s i know i'm sorry But it just has to be said. And if I inherited a 16-year-old kid, I would have no idea what I was doing. If I acquired a 16-year-old kid, Oh my God, I would send it to school. I would send it to school for sure. I would not know what to do at all. No. That's like, that just default. The idea of inheriting a 16-year-old boy, like, just blew my mind. No, I don't want it. He'd end up reading a lot of romance novels. Hey, and you know what? Maybe that's not the worst thing for him. I personally only have food for myself and Luna, so he could choose between those two things. Yeah, you have a blow-up mattress for him. Get him some sheets. I actually do. I do. It's in. It's in where would he go to school? I don't know. Around the I don't corner. Know what's around here, there are several schools. But I think all in all, whether you consider season four to be like the resolution of Luke and Jess, or season yeah. six to be the you know further resolution (laughs) ultimately season six is the resolution but i think we we were there but then they like really gave it to us totally season six but regardless i think that we needed something to curb that last conversation that they had at the end of season three because it was so sad and you could tell that luke was still like fighting for jess but also kind of fighting against jess and jess was just adamantly like i am not graduating 
I am not going back to school. He says it like he does, why did you drop out of Yale? I am not going back to school. But you know what? A lot of you are going back to school. School starts right now. Which is so funny because in Connecticut, school really doesn't kick off until the end of August. But you shared with me that in Georgia, and I I knew this because some of my friends live down there, they went back very recently. It's crazy. Starbucks was out of stock last week because all the kiddos were back at school. (laughs) Did you like going back to school? I loved going back to school. It was so fun. Me too. And I know that you and I both have kind of different relationships and different journeys with oh, school. Yeah. You loved school. I loved school. I liked school, um, but I kind of stopped caring about school. Like as I continued to move through high school, I was much more focused on my social life, even though I got stealing all the baseballs. Decent grades. I wouldn't consider myself a Jess, but I would not consider myself a Rory Gilmore. Ooh, I'm interested to see who you. You would consider yourself to be and we'll have more to say on that next episode thanks for tuning in if you want more to listen to here's a preview of our most recent episode of gilmore revisited our rewatch podcast only available at patreon.com slash gilmore to say peaked interest or not like i would want the tea i would be like so tell me more about this rachel because he's like why do you want to know um because i want to fucking know <laughs> Because we've never talked about this before. That is totally reason enough with your friend to gossip about the diner owner. Yes. Whether you like him or you don't. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? Why was he so upset about the sweatshirt, Tara? Yeah. And I would fully expect you to willingly give me the tea and not withhold it. Yeah. I thought they were friends. Yeah. Literally. I would have been like, Suki, he literally got (laughs) angry, like viscerally angry in the diner. I need to know what this woman did to him. Yes. Suki being a bad friend, give me the tea. My cup is ready. Pour it in.